0: Welcome to the Wanderer podcast. My name is Phil Sletter and I'm joined once again by the great Mr Simon Hall. Uh, George Taylor unfortunately is predisposed. He may be joining us later on but we're going to crack on and we might get some of his pearls of wisdom coming up later on. But if not, it might just be me and Simon to take you through. Coming up, we discuss the last four matches. We take a look at the defiant final stands. We look ahead to the final game and we discuss the wonderful sights of goalkeepers coming up for corners. But firstly, I'm going to kick off with a little bit of a, a trivia question. I'm going to put this to you, Simon. And you can play along at home as well. Don't answer this, but have a think. What connects uh, Wickham goalkeeper David Stockdale going up for a corner against Bristol City uh, the other week and the most famous goal ever scored by a goalkeeper? Just think about that. You can see if you can work it out. What's the connection? And we will give you the answer at the end and we'll see if Simon can uh, think of it. Any ideas on that, Simon?
1: Well, I, I know. I know the... So famous famous goal scored by a goalkeeper but I I, I'm trying to think of the connection I'm going through the club and all that sort of stuff so I've got a few potential
0: ideas Alright, we will come back to that then uh, towards the end and see if you can work it out mm-hmm. at home. You probably can it's probably just people screaming down there down into their or however you're listening uh, Don't forget we are on Twitter at Wanderer Podcast if you want to drop us a message uh, Now with one game to go Uh, Wickham Wanderers sit three points behind Derby County uh, and need to hope a huge, huge win against Middlesbrough probably I think at least 14-0 we also need Rotherham to drop points, we should point out we're discussing this before Rotherham play their uh, game in hand that they have against Luton, Uh, we need them to drop points they can't really afford to win either of those last two games, otherwise we need an even bigger win against Middlesbrough Uh, and also the bizarre sight that we actually want one of the sides we're trying to overtake to win because we need Sheffield Wednesday to beat Derby. We need to catch both of them. Um, as my daughter put it, we, we need to put the FIFA settings to beginner to have any real chance. I mean, it is all over, but uh, how did you sort of feel when the final whistle went and that game against Cardiff, which ultimately, if not officially, uh, sealed our fate? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, we've touched on this previously in podcasts where there's sort of... Wickham is a bit of a roller coaster. And they bring up, they, they give you hope throughout the season, and then the next game, it's oh okay, this is this is what we should be doing in this league, and then suddenly we pull off a, an amazing result, and there's and there's hope again. So, to, to, in a weird way, the Cardiff result was a little bit of relie- light relief, because it's like we are, you know, well edge of seat stuff. We're and there's always a what if, maybe, possibly. So at the end of our card game, it's like, well, actually, okay, I'm kind of accepting it a little bit more now. Uh, and we can kind of enjoy the ride for the rest of the remaining games and just reflect a little bit. Kind of a weird thing to say, I suppose, because, you know, you want to, you want to be in contention, but there was an element of bizarre relief, I suppose, if you know what I mean.
0: Is it, is it in, is in this way kind of, it's almost... How, it, how would you put this it is almost is, is it better that we're kind of we've come close or would you rather we were cut adrift is it because I mean oh. however how it works out I mean we're, at worst we're going to finish six <laughs> points from safety uh, and at best we're going to be relegated on goal difference what would you rather at this stage of oh. the season
1: oh you want to be close of course you do so I'm probably contradicting myself massively uh, but yeah, you want to, but you want to, you want, to, you want to go down fighting, and that's—I don't want to touch on what we're talking about later, but that's exactly what we're doing. So, so I am contradicting myself. But the Cardiff result was a bit of okay, fine. I, you know, my heart rate can go slow down a little bit here because it's been up and down in a lot of what ifs. But yeah, in answer to your question, of course, I want to I want to be in contention. Of course, you want to have excitement at the end, and you don't want to, you don't want to finish a season. A month, a month early and, and, and not have that excitement. And Wickham is known for its, 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 its exciting climaxes to seasons. That's what we expect as fans, to be honest. So, so of course, I, yeah, I would much rather that, to be fair.
0: Um, it's, it's, it's almost... The, clo- the only thing is, the closer that you finish to, the, to safety, the mm. more well, what-ifs yeah. there are going to be. Because it, it, right, right now, my only what-if in the recent game is what if Muskway had scored that last-minute chance against um, Swansea? And, you know, we, we would then, obviously, if everything else played out in the same way, we'd be one point from safety and with a genuine chance of staying up. Uh, if you finish sort of, you know, 10 points adrift, you're kind of dictating the multiple. If we were beating this team and this team, drop with this team, maybe taking yeah. that chance. So there is that level of frustration. But I think I would rather be... I would swap positions with Rotherham or Derby right now because they've got a better chance of staying up. But you look at their form recently and they both had the opportunity to stay up right in the palm of their hands, their games in hand, and then they've just gone on this terrible run right at the end. And it sort of led some people to sort of think, I saw a comment from a Derby fan that said Wickham are the only side in the bottom four currently that deserve to stay up because they've actually shown that bit of fight, haven't they?
1: Absolutely. And you could do what it, I think, again, I think our podcast is the last... Five six podcasts have been full of what ifs because of decisions that have gone against us and the games that we've wasted. So it's not just the recent games; it's, it's throughout the entire season, actually. But we could we could make ourselves go mad doing a bit of what if analysis and what you know where we would be if 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 such and such a scenario happened in our in our favour. Um, but I I get it. I get the what the Rotherham fans, Derby fans, are saying because we are in good form. We are and we are you know, we're not, we're definitely not going to be seen as the whipping boys this season, which is probably what we've predicted to be at the beginning of the season. Even though we are bottom, we actually, we've shown some really good fights. we play good football. We've got some fantastic results. I don't I don't want to t- touch them too much, but the Bournemouth result for me was a bit of a marquee result really for the season. And it's, and we're going down, you know, with our heads held high. Well, heads held up. We're not going down yet. It's not mathemat- Yeah, you know, As you touched on, there is a chance, but obviously that would be, an unbelievable, an unbelievable uh, um, chance to stay up, but, um, but um, yeah, we're going to go down if we do with our heads to high. eye, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we spoke at the start of February, I think we were, we were on a poor run, we'd had the break from COVID, we'd just been thrashed 7-2 by Brentford, we'd had a mm-hmm. dire nil-nil with Birmingham, uh, we had 17 points, and at that point, I think we, we kind of had accepted relegation as, as an inevitability. Yep. We said, what are our hopes for the remaining games? And we said, well, we wanted to break through the lowest ever points total in the division, which was 23. And at 2 0 down against Huddersfield, I genuinely didn't think we were going to get there. We're now on 40, and so picked up 23 points since then. And we said we want the season to last as uh, long as possible. Um, we've had maybe Bournemouth and the game against Middlesbrough as <clears throat> unofficial dead rubbers, but we do go into the final game with a technical chance of staying. Um, so that's happened. We said we wanted to see some fight. I mean, obviously, we've definitely seen that with, with some of the results. And we were all hopeful of, of Akin Fenwell getting his, his goal. Uh, and lo and behold, he did. So it's almost happy days, isn't it? it it's a weird situation. I mean, I, I compare it to previous relegations that we've had. I um, remember the first one under Tony Adams when we, we actually recently learned, um, looking back at that table, we lost fewer games than any of the other sides that were relegated alongside us but we drew Mm. 19 matches and won only 6 so that was obviously pretty poor but this this one feels much like um, when we were relegated in would have been 2010 under Gary Waddock and we ended the season with a real sense of um, with a real good run of 4 wins and a draw and there was a real kind of optimism going into the next season so that's kind of what we've got to carry forward isn't it? It,
1: Absolutely and that's definitely the case you know I, I don't think Many Wickham fans out there would would be uh, too disheartened by the last you know the last few games that we have played and how, how we've conducted ourselves this season. But yes, the important thing now is you know Wickham, football fans are fairly fickle, and this and I, I speak for myself as well. In this, and I think all of us are like this. Uh, this season will be forgotten very quickly when we move into next season, and we will our expectations will now be much higher than previously in, in that division. Uh, particularly if we keep the squad that we've got at the moment. There's, I think you know, we, should be, we should be challenging for, for going up again. I, I, there's no reason why not.
0: Yeah, that's something we'll, we'll probably look to when we do um, a pre-season um, preview. Um, but mm, just, mm, just, mm. Is, is this the best way to go down? Because, like we said, it's not official. Uh, it's, but we are going to be close. But at the same time, it's not like we've had a moment where We'd, if we know we we, lo- we lost the game and after we would just won that game that last yeah. match we'd be it's kind of we've kind of hung on in there knowing we're going to mm. go down but at the same time mm. we've managed to keep that R away from our names as, as as um as long as possible. It, we're not really going to have a definitive moment of when we were relegated. I mean, officially it will happen when the, the final whistle goes on on Saturday. Whatever happens, but. Um, mm. It's kind of the best sort of relegation, again in a strange way.
1: It is. It is. We're being typical, uh, uh, probably lower division fans here, ever be optimists and trying to trying to put a, a positive spin on it. And uh, but it is relegation at the end of the day. And, and but actually, as you say, the, the mentality and how we're feeling is is, is 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 pretty satisfying. So you know, if you're cut adrift, then you you come to accept it, I suppose. But actually, there's no excitement near the end of the season. Football is all about that excitement and that adrenaline, that rush throughout the entire season. So that's probably not the ideal way. If you lose out by goal difference, there would be immense frustration. So you could argue that we're in between those two and it's it probably is a better place to be if you're going to get relegated. So, so yeah, it probably is... Um, you yeah, I mean, the, the best form of relegation is we kind of—it's a bit weird for me to say it to be honest. But of, yeah,
0: in, in this final run, we've done what we've done almost what we needed to do. I know there's obviously dropping points against Swansea and losing to Cardiff, but generally speaking, the form has been good, and it will be early season form that costs us. I was thinking back to the, the famous day at Torquay, uh, and when yeah. that when the, we were that season was coming to an end. And I'm talking the final few minutes. Obviously, it was nerve wracking because we were. You know, we knew that one goal from Bristol Rovers would send us down. But I wasn't. I would have been a lot more nervous if we'd been 1-0 up and Bristol Rovers had been 3-0 down, because then I would have mm. known that only we can throw it away. But because we were 3-0 up, I was like, well, at least we're going to go down fighting. It's the same sort of thing here. Uh, but I mean, I was thinking about, yeah. we're talking about, sorry, go on.
1: All I was going to say, I was just sort of thinking out loud, it's, football all, it's all about those butterfly moments, isn't it? And if your team can give you those butterfly moments, say, say, you know, cup finals or very close very close to staying up, getting relegated. Wickham certainly gave us that when Mack and Fenn were getting that final goal, and um, you know, to, in the 95th minute. That was a butterfly moment. And that makes it good, doesn't it? If you're a club that doesn't have any of that in the season... Then, this, then, you're, then you're missing out, I think. So the fact that we have had those moments makes it, makes it quite a good climax, really. But it, yeah, so I, sorry, I was just thinking back to the talkie game and it gave me butterflies. I thought I'd, I thought <laughs> I'd raise that point, that's all.
0: And um, it, it was, it's also the, the case of having the season go on. It, it meant if you have sort of three or four games dead rubbers, I don't think that would have been too good financially for the club. Because we went oh, into no. the Cardiff game, there was still something riding on that. I had no problem paying 10 quid for that. To watch it, and obviously it didn't work out. I watched the Bournemouth game because I got that free. And although we know what inevitably is going to happen in in the season that um, we are going to go down, I don't have a problem paying ten quid for the final match of the seasons so or looking forward to the final game. So it's kind of helped in that regard, and it's sort of kept people That's interested great. while season tickets are being sold. I mean, I was thinking back to talk about what if moments. I was thinking about the Derby home game. Now you remember, yeah. Darrell Hawken had a goal ruled out when he was two yards offside. Now, we scored an own goal, <clears throat> we equalised, we had a good shout for a second penalty and then conceded a very unfortunate last minute winner. Had we won that game, we would currently be level on points with Derby, and clear of Rotherham and Wednesday. Um, you know, you, So people sort of think, oh, that, that's the one. But when we take about this cause and effect, you need to remember, if we had won that game... Would we have yep. beaten Bristol City? Would Stockdale have gone forward for the corner against Bristol City? Absolutely. It's the same with all the refereeing decisions. You can re-referee all our games and say, well, that penalty shouldn't have happened, and we should have had a penalty there, and that red card, and that's worth 10 points. But you then need to go and do that to all the other teams and see how many points they might have got, not even in games against Wickham, because I know uh, Rotherham have had some very poor decisions go against them as well, um, I think maybe as much as us. So all this sort of cause and effect, again, you're maybe trying to make yourself feel better, but it's about control
1: the controllables, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. What if Horgan had scored that goal against Robin the first game of the season? Yeah,
0: again,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably that's probably pushing it a bit. But yes, of course, it, it's a classic football in debate, isn't it? And, and but you're absolutely right to raise it. But yeah, it cause an and effect and situations unfold as a result of what happened previously. So, um, but that derby game is a classic one to pull out, isn't it? It and you, you can't help you can't you can't help but think you know what if. Um, But
0: the the point is, if that changes, it's sort of like the butterfly effect. If that changes, it doesn't actually mean that the rest of the season plays out in the exact same way. It's like, I mean, you know, we could argue we should have had a penalty in the first half against Swansea. um, But no one's really talking about that because we flew into a 2-0 lead. And then they came back and it, it was almost like, well, if, if we hadn't scored that penalty, it's not as simple as saying we'd have gone 3-0 up and won 3-2. So, mm, mm, mm. yeah, I mean, it makes for an interesting debate. It's why these last-minute decisions uh, seem to be so cr- crucial. You think of uh, the goal against Watford and the free kick against Norwich, because you can almost say that they would have made a difference, at least in those matches. But, I mean, Ainsworth said the target is to not finish bottom. Do you fancy our chances of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If, if we can beat Bournemouth, then when we can get the dog well, then there's then there's no reason why not. I mean, we've we've achieved everything else we've what we discussed. So why not say we can not finish bottom? That that would be a, a a small success of the club, and I think that's something that we could we could achieve if we take our form into the game on Saturday. Yeah,
0: we've just got a better um, the better I, the results.
1: I think so. I think I think that is perfectly achievable. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, we don't have Georgia, so we don't have Bet Taylor, so we're going to do Bet Slatter. Now, I'm, I'm not a betting man, so um, <laughs> what be I'm interested. going to say is, don't put five hundred quid on Wickham staying up. Right? <laughs> and then when we get <laughs> ready, maybe a, a quid. Just don't don't put don't put five hundred pound on it. Then when we when we get relegated, you'll have made five hundred quid, and you can share the profits with me. So
1: I have to say, I normally switch off how's of that this logic? section. But uh, well, <laughs> I normally switch off of this section. But I would have been really interested in George's numbers for this particular one. Actually, I
0: think I, I did it? actually, actually <laughs> speak to him. He said you, you probably couldn't get odds; um, they wouldn't actually yeah. give you odds on Wickham staying up. But if you phoned them up and said. Will you give me 10,000 to one? They'd probably give it to you. So I,
1: I reckon he might have done that as well. I would have been interested to see if he had made that phone call. But anyway, not Basically,
0: if you put a pound on Wickhamstone up, you lose a pound. That's pretty, pretty much what's going to happen.
1: Um, yes, absolutely. let's absolutely.
0: Um, on a positive note, let's just rewind to the madness of the final few minutes against uh, Bristol City. I'm just going to recap because yeah. I think it's absolutely yeah. mental. So we get a yeah. corner early on in injury time. Stockdale goes up, despite the game being 1-1, so we're not losing, despite the fact that a draw at the time would have still technically kept us in the fight, and despite the fact it wasn't actually the very final minute, we still had two or three minutes to go uh, in in, uh, injury time. the corner comes in, it's cleared, he stays up. The second phase, he has a left-footed shot, that gets cleared, and he still stays up. And I'm like, because I said to my wife when uh, when he went forward, I was like, I'm not sure, I think it's a bit early for him to be going forward, but he still stayed up, he then had a right-footed shot that was blocked with an arm it's a last minute penalty uh, and despite the fact that we've got our um, designated penalty taker that hasn't missed all season he's on the pitch alongside our top yeah. goal scorer uh, who's um, also scored a penalty and Anis Mameti was also on the pitch and he took and scored our last penalty before the ball was picked up by a 38 year old who hadn't scored in the championship without a, uh, a goal to his name for over a year he sings a Disney song winks at the goalkeeper uh, Who saved the who's last penalty save in a Wicker match broke our hearts at Wembley, and, and tucks it away. And you watch football for thirty Brilliant. years, you think you've seen everything, and yet it still surprises you. And I mean, mm. just on that note about Stockdale having a left footed shot and then a right footed shot, and against Cardiff, he had a header at goal as well. So he's tried to score. Um, yeah. In, in three different ways. Uh, stick to yeah. save with I think, Stocko. But uh, We're going to discuss the beauty of goalkeepers coming up for corners. Because I mean, it's one of the great sights in football, isn't it? When a goalie comes up. Oh, it's absolutely. Not just the excitement. You've got the excitement, obviously, of a last-minute equaliser or a winner. But the fact that you might see a goalkeeper score and all tactics are abandoned, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. It, and it just seems so out of place. It's hilarious. But um, it, one thing that I... Like, you know, I, I sort of I did a bit of thinking around this topic, and goalkeepers are are, are they different personality, different type of person to the on field players, and it, it it says a lot about a goalkeeper when they just make the decision if they're going to go up the top of the pitch. And when he said about Stockdale, with still two minutes left. That's because they're always a bit, they always make these radical decisions. I think, and that's why they're goalkeepers. And that's, 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 and that's a bit yeah, you have you definitely have you definitely have to be a goalkeeper, and, and, and that's why they do these kind of things. Um, but it's hilarious and it? seeing a goalkeeper run unless you're Edison who probably should be an outfield player every other goalkeeper in the land looks hilarious when they're running with a ball striking a ball whatever it might be and, and, and unfortunately with Scott Dalry no exception it was quite Well, actually to be fair maybe I'm doing maybe I'm doing a disjustice he got pretty good contact really didn't he Yeah,
0: I? I mean, do, do you remember though when I just thought of this when the last day of the season Manchester City put David James up front and I don't mean he was in goal. I mean, they put him on as an outfit player. Stuck, yeah. Stuck him up front and he, he had I one chance at a snap volley and just completely <laughs> fucked it.
1: I can <laughs> picture that. I can picture that. I do remember that. Slight, slightly <laughs> different to an actual goalkeeper going on.
0: But just sort of recapping some Wickham goal he's doing. I remember um, yeah. England doing against Newport on Boxing Day 2013 <laughs> when the ball went near him. Um, Scott Brown against Carlisle uh, when we drew 3 all, and he actually proved to be a bit of a decoy and Paris Cowan Hall headed in the equaliser uh, Nicky mm. Ball MK Dons he went up and he was also a decoy and Stuart Bevan headed a, an equaliser and I think the closest we've come to a goalkeeper scoring was also against um, Coventry away in uh, would have been you know, 2018 uh, he, he went up the corner came to him and he got a good connection in terms of but he just couldn't keep it down and it just flew over the mm. bar and it was a pretty terrible 1-0 defeat but um, would have had quite a remarkable ending uh, but what other famous goalkeepers I mean recently we had the, the Arsenal goal he went up against Fulham I think it was also against Rangers um, Goalkeeper set up a goal uh, Peter Schmeichel he was always going forward when he scored Oh, a
1: goal. absolutely
0: um, Brad Friedel I remember him going up for Blackburn scored a goal Charlton then kicked off and scored again so they lost Paul Robinson uh, and, of course, mm. the, the most iconic one was got to be, you know it, don't you? Jimmy Glass. Jimmy Glass. Jimmy, say Jimmy. I mean,
1: Absolutely. And for um, Carlisle, on loan at Carlisle, keep him up in the division, last kick of a game. Absolutely yeah. absolute thing of legends, that is, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant.
0: I, it was the same day that we uh, drew with Lincoln, uh, no, and I beat Lincoln to stay up. And I remember, because we didn't mm. have quite the internet and the social media and the phones and all that that we have now. So I didn't actually realise that until the next day when I looked on the back of the. Um, newspaper and saw the goalkeeper celebrating so um yeah quite a quite a remarkable story that one. I don't think that eleven mm. be beaten as, as a great escape. I mean but to be honest, what's funny is I couldn't really think of too many times when a goalkeeper's gone up and ended up conceding. Can you think of many? Off the top uh, of your head?
1: There was uh so Liverpool uh played when Ajabi Alonso scored from the halfway yes, line. I 2006 that one. That was yeah. There you go, under that one. He scored um, from his
0: side his own half, I It was an incredible goal. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, it was. It was a very good goal. Yeah, he still had a lot to do. Uh, that's, the one, that's the one that sticks out for me. Yeah, to be the, the only other
0: two I could think of was the 2018 World Cup when Manuel Neuer, who also liked to play on West as a sweep, he was upfield in South Korea. I think it was Sun Hyung Min that scored the second goal for them in the World Cup to so knock them out and another one was the shows a slight level of geekery I think uh, the 2007 League 2 playoff final uh, when Bristol Rovers were 2-1 up against Shrewsbury and the Shrewsbury goalkeeper went up and Bristol Rovers broke away and scored a third and watching that goal, Boy. actually interestingly the commentator mentions that the goal scorer said he's, a, he's only in the team because uh, certain Joe Jacobson's loan has expired yeah. an interesting little little throwback but given yeah. how rare it is I mean should should teams try it a bit more often, or maybe chuck a goalkeeper well, up with five minutes to go? Is there any case for that? I mean, I tell you what's really, I tell
1: you what's really strange, and it might just—I might be wrong here—but if it feels like whenever a goalkeeper goes up, the ball always ends up at their feet. <laughs> so some, it always ends up at the goalkeeper, you know, it, their, their positioning or whatever it might be. But um, and based on the fact that you know. A last portion of the time the opposition do not score off the back of a goalkeeper running up based on the fact we've only got a few examples I might be, I might be wrong here completely unfounded I think yeah if obviously the decision is made where there's more to gain than there is to lose right <laughs> so is it scoring a goal will, will add a lot more than and, and you're than conceding so that's where it, it makes sense to have 12 men rather than 11 men Attacking the box, or you know, whatever it might be on Seven nine rather than eight, or whatever whatever it might be. Uh, sorry, 11 and 10. Thank you. Um, so yeah, yeah, if it's the right time and, it, and it's necessary, then then I think that it should be done more often. So with, with and as, I, as I say, the ball always is well, five minutes ago, I see your point. It, there is a risk there, but it depends on circumstances, I guess, you know. Um but as I say, a ball always seems to fall at their feet. So, it's like you, <laughs> with that in yeah, mind,
0: as a, as a defensive team, you can't prepare for it because you, you, you work at corners and you work at corners. And surely, you never really account for there being an extra man. in the No, box. exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I mean, that's
0: why all tactics go out the window. I mean, once if they do
1: diagonal marking and all that sort of stuff, then they're in trouble, aren't they? You know. Yes,
0: that, I mean that's, that's I just love the sort of reckless abandon of all this. the game. So tactical and so much about numbers and XG and all this, and yet a goalkeeper coming up sort of almost throws all that. I mean, what, yeah. we perhaps, what we perhaps should say is that I find that when when a goalkeeper goes up, usually it's because they're losing. So the defending team, they're not looking to break and score. I mean, if you look at the Cardiff goalkeeper, he gathered a corner uh, when Stockdale mm. was up and he just held on mm. to it because obviously he didn't want to rush. He was quite happy just to wind the clock down. I always think mm. if you have the ball, don't shoot because you're winning. You've got the ball. The, the opposition struggling to get back into position so there is that side to it but um you'd look maybe you'd look a bit stupid if you touch your goalkeeper up with five minutes to go when you're two nil down and end up conceding but it's
1: got to be the right decision i mean something we haven't touched on is uh um, jose louis Chillibert. Do you not know oh, remember yeah. him?
0: He, 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 he took free kicks free kicks and penalties yeah
1: i mean uh, penalties fair enough but it's you know it's not open play but free kicks now that that is uh interesting isn't it yeah, you've, you've, gotta gotta be, blim- you've got to got, be you've got to be very good you, at your free kicks
0: you've <laughs> got to be confident that you're going to at, at worst knock it over the bar or put it wide because if it stays yeah. in play, that's when you're in trouble I'd um, be
1: interested to see Edison of a free kick I mean, I've mentioned him already but I mean, think he'd be pretty decent
0: yeah <laughs> you never know but it, it may uh, happen stranger things about that. Well, uh, anyway any idea on that trivia answer what's the connection between Stockwell no. going up for um, against Bristol City and the famous, most famous goalkeeper, goal ever scored by a goalkeeper, Jimmy Glass, Carlisle United, 1999.
1: Yeah, I've been racking my brains. Carlisle, there's no Carlisle link, I don't think. But a Birmingham link between the two? I don't think it's so. Gonna...
0: Stockdale's not the link, really.
1: Okay, go on, hit me with it. The
0: link is uh, the manager of Carlisle that day was Nigel Pearson, who was the manager of Bristol City. Ah, Bristol City. Uh, when, we, uh, when, uh, when that happened. Obviously. I
1: mean, that just goes to show you that you know the journey that Nigel Pearson's been on. To be fair, yeah, actually.
0: But Anyway, so Stockdown might score another one on a, on, on Saturday. I mean, oh, i hope he does. Possible. Let's let's have let's have let's have two predictions for you from you. Let's firstly just have a prediction from the Wickham game, and then let's say who is um, with all sense of, in all sense who is going to be uh, coming down with Wickham into League One. Uh, and we do have the caveat that we don't uh, we don't know the. Um, Rotherham score from their, their game in hand.
1: Okay, Did you? So, my first prediction with the score, I think we're, I'm going to go 2 1 Wickham.
0: Yeah.
1: And coming down to Wickham, you caught me on the, on the fly here. Well, Sheffield Wednesday. It's,
0: it's uh, the, the situation depending, if Luton don't win their game in hand, uh, yeah. what needs to happen just to rub it? I mean, obviously. You can, if uh, Rotherham win their game yeah. in hands, um, mm. which is playing on the, on the Tuesday before, that puts them in um, prime position because they'll be the side outside the relegation zone with the best goal difference. So a win for them should suit If they don't win their game in hand, then what needs to happen? Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday have to win. They have to win. Yeah. If they don't win, they come down. Um, yeah. Derby... And who, they, who are they playing? Do we know? They're playing Derby. This is what makes oh, it so, so fascinating, yeah. Sorry, so a draw that, yeah. relegate Sheffield Wednesday and will keep Derby up if Rotherham mm. don't win either of their last two games. Uh, a win for Derby is enough, but unless Rotherham win their last two. So it's all a bit... It's a bit I think, we still got yeah. A game
1: yeah, I think... Okay, I'm going to say Wickham, Sheffield, Wednesday Derby.
0: But don't... Uh, don't think that's
1: possible. Oh, no, sorry, no, 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 no. no uh, it
0: possible, is possible,
1: sorry, it is possible. I think, no, I, I'm going to retract that, sorry. Um, I think we, I think ha, the current how it currently is actually Wickham, Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham. Okay. And Derby will beat Sheffield Wednesday. That's what I I'm going with.
0: If Rotherham do, uh, by the time you listen to this, you'll probably know the result. Um, if Rotherham do win their game in hand, I think they stay up. If they don't, I think it's going to be Wickham, Rotherham and Derby to go down.
1: And right, I'm okay. gonna
0: say that's last championship match, let's just let's just say uh, let's say one 0 Wickham. We'll we'll will go with that. Happy with that? We'll take it. Absolutely forty three points. Third bottom, can't complain. But it's weird, isn't it? it because we, we need Sheffield Wednesday to officially we need Sheffield Wednesday to win. But I kind mm. of actually almost almost want Derby to win so we've got a better chance of getting above Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. It's a funny yeah. one, isn't
1: it? Part of me wants Sheffield Wednesday to stay up as well, though, because we have a bit of an affinity with them, and they started on minus points. Yeah, so that'd be quite nice. So it is a funny one. You could you could argue either way, I suppose. But I'd quite like to see Sheffield Wednesday up, but I don't think they will. I think yeah. they will come down.
0: All will be uh, all will be revealed in Wickham's final uh, championship match, and that brings us to an end. Uh, many thanks for downloading, streaming, what have you. Do tell uh, your friends and so forth. Please leave a review. Uh, We are on Twitter at Wanderer Podcast. And we will be back with an end of season review. Until then, while it's still factually correct, let's just enjoy this one more time. Thanks for listening.
1: And I'll say it for the people in the back. Wickham's in the championship. Wait, wait. I'll say it one more time. Wickham's in the championship. Wait. People in the back didn't hear me. Wickham is in the
0: championship. Wandering with you.